Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. You can join us on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com. But today, Thursday, we're talking about the lost but found. So we're into a session or segment of a book that was written for inspiration, encouragement, even to help understand some things that occur in our lives. And, and so um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And this book is available on Amazon. If you go to our website, connectingtruth.org, that is connectingtruth.org, and it'll it be posted also as well, a link, then uh, and for purchase as well and you know it's a great tool to witness with it's a great tool to uh, as i said to understand some things about what may be going on it's written from life experience it's written from how the word of god made intercession and helped in so many ways you know on the on the 21st we did the same thing um with the lion and barbed wire we took one of the uh, um, segments there and talked about visions are living influences and so um if you didn't know that it's written about there and also scripturally um reference uh, we make sure that everything everything should always line up with the word of god there is no rhema word that does that is not uh sustained by the word of god and so I want to encourage you to grab a copy of either one of those. Matter of fact, I'm going to, for the month of February, during the Black History Month, I am going to reduce um, uh, the price so that, uh, so that well, it's already a reasonably priced book, but going to reduce it for the month of February for Black History. Certainly, um, our knowledge can be increased. Our spirits can be encouraged and understanding, understanding. You know, everything we do, we need understanding. And so um, the Bible tell us and all you're getting, get an understanding. I'm a data engineer. And so even in my natural vocation, uh, I have to get an understanding, which means I may spend some time, I spend quality time reading and studying information uh, so that once that information has been uh, received, uh, transformed, and cleansed, it's available for consumption in a friendly format so that the you or analyst or data scientist can uh, read it and use it for whatever it needs to be used for. Uh, so, um, so it's important that you get an understanding and, and no matter what your job is, be good at it, be the best at it, learn whatever you need to learn so that at, you're satisfied where you are, um, and that you eventually become rewarded for the knowledge that you have. It's important 
that you become rewarded. You know, no one can take that away from you. And certainly if you have to change from the position that you're in, uh, you know, because change is something that occurs, then you're prepared. Preparation is very important. You know, we talked about a little bit about preparation last night on the Bible and on the Bible class as we talked about how Lot uh, was taken captive. But we don't read about how Lot was prepared for a situation that could arise. And when he was faced with the trouble, because when the enemy attacked, the enemy will strike, then he was taken captive. And so, and it sounded like he was taken captive very easily. Well, we're not going to go on in that, but we're going to talk about the lost but found. And again, uh, that link will be posted um, as well. When we consider this, uh, now uh, I want to start with this scripture here, which is also um, within the context of the book. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. So understand God thinks peacefully about you. He's not a raging, uh, angry God. But thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me. You shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. So there is a something that we all have to consider. Are we seeking him? He said we'll find him. But he said that we have to search for him with our whole heart. We have to search for him with our whole heart. It can't be shallow. But it's something that we do with all of our being, everything that exists within us. What we're talking about, uh, looking everywhere. Chapter one, looking everywhere. You know, and in that, you know, many times we are searching in all the wrong places. We, be, we could even be searching for our soul satisfaction in the wrong place. We say we're looking for hope, we're looking for uh, love, we're looking for, uh, we're looking for companionship, we're looking for things, but we're looking many times in the wrong places to obtain those things. The Bible says in Genesis, the 26th chapter, it says, and Esau was 40 years old when he took the wife, Judith, the daughter of uh, Beard, the Hittite, and Bashan the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were a grief of mine unto Isaac and to Rebekah. So Esau was, uh, Esau was something, I don't want to say something special, but he marched to his own drum. Esau did what he wanted to do. And it grieved his parents. Some of us may have been like Esau. We we grieved our parents and did things. You know, um, I often joke that my mother said there must be a God. There must be a God. Oh, this boy life has changed. 
and she followed. She gave her life unto the Lord uh, after watching me, uh, not only her, but um, my my brother who is a deacon in the church also um, felt the same way because I was marching to a different drum, you know, and I'm, I won't go all into that, but, you know, sometimes the way we act, it grieves other people and it requires change. It certainly required change in my life and it required change. And I'm sure that there are many others that can attest to what I'm saying that it required change in their life uh, to make a difference, uh, for them to become successful, for them to have a relationship and family, for them to hold on to a job. You know, uh, you, you have your own testimony, you have your own story that you can tell and everyone don't have the same one. Everyone was not knuckleheads, you know, but some of us were and God made the difference. Now, maybe you recall Lost and Found, office at school, I, I certainly do, you know, and, and having uh, two boys and two girls and now two uh, grandsons, certainly, um, you know, I've been up to the school and there used to be a sign that, uh, you know, hanging on, on the door that talked about Lost and Found. Uh, there might, may have just been a rack uh, hanging uh, there that was considered Lost and Found and you saw items that, was, uh, that had been lost and someone turned it in. You may have lost something and checked there for it. And while you were searching, you may have noticed uh, many missing items. Maybe you treated yourself to something a little more appealing than what you were actually looking for. We lose things by accident. Other times we lose them by choice or by theft. You know, I certainly have unintentionally thrown away documents, lost money and some other things uh, that I've regrettably thrown away by choice. You know, um, my godmother had said, you got to be careful with, uh, you know, you look at an envelope that comes in the mail and, and it don't say too much and you throw it away. It could be a check inside. And one day, sure enough, I threw something away and I, I went back and I, I said, well, let me, let me just take a look at what I just threw away. And there was a check. I went in the refrigerator and my kids, they used to always get on me, dad, you, you put your hands on everything. Stop touching things. That's what they would tell me. And I went in the refrigerator um, looking for some medicine that I, I had and some antibiotics some years ago and, and many years ago. And so I couldn't find it. And the antibiotics was in a brown paper bag and it was balled up and I had threw it in the trash can. And so I had to dig through the trash can and find it after thinking about the fact that I went in the refrigerator and was throwing things away. And so we throw things away by accident at times and other times uh, on purpose, whether by, ch by choice, accident, or, you know, it can become costly, uh, painful, and may and inconvenience others as well. It, things that we lose also may prompt us to want a, another chance, a second chance, a, a do-over, and certainly, you know, I've had uh, some do-overs and uh, there are some things that I can think of even now that I wouldn't mind doing over, but it's too late for that. It's too late. You know, maybe you have some things that you would like to do over and it's not too late. The book of Genesis was written around uh, 1450 BC and it's, 
And it told us about the first human casualty associated with a loss. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So he had a responsibility. He wasn't just, just uh, eating grapes and, and watching, you know, the animals. He had a responsibility to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The loss occurred when a husband and wife agreed to ignore God's instructions. Their actions disrupted a relationship with the sovereign God. It changed a perfectly balanced environment. You know, the environment itself was changed at the fact that they lost access to it. It caused them to lose their home and become the first dysfunctional family on earth. Now that was a mouthful. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed him placed at the in the eastern garden of Eden cherubims. Now these are some mighty angels. All angels are not cherubims. Okay, uh, you have seraphims and you have cherubims. There's two different meanings. Two different. And not all, you know, as in the movies, they show all angels with wings. The Bible does not say that all angelic beings have wings. That is a conversation for another moment. But one of my favorite passages of scriptures is found in Revelation, where John went to bow down because of the illumination and the magnificence that he observed of of the person that he was speaking to. And when he went to bow down, he stopped him and said, oh, don't man, I'm paraphrasing it, but don't do that. I am one of your brethren. All right, let's go on. Just wanna leave that out there for you to think about. And, and so it, this chair beams had a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, there was no lost and found. There was nothing, no department to recover the perfect environment to erase the experience of being shamed. They, they became ashamed of their situation. Uh, our home, relationship, children, devotion to God were tossed into a spiritual uh, lost state and not immediately found. Now, there was... Uh, read about Abram, excuse me, when we read about Abel, there we go, Abel, read about Abram and Cain, uh, they were tithing unto the Lord. And the relationship, Abel, Cain killed his brother, but there was still a lost state. There was still an issue that was occurring. And nearly two uh, 255 years before someone saw what was lost and reclaimed it and put it to great use. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said she have, uh, she said she 
have appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began man to call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord. Now, French, you don't have, we don't have 255 years to find uh, the name of the Lord. It's been given to us. Uh, Acts tell us that there's no other name under heaven. I believe it's uh, verse 4 and 12. Uh, there, chapter 4, uh, verse 12, there's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. So the name of Jesus is the name given to us for salvation today. And, and also uh, Matthews 1 and 21 says that uh, his name should be called Jesus for he would save the people from his sins. And we are the people uh, that he wants to save. His thoughts of us is to give us an expected end and we'll find him if we seek for him and call upon him with our whole heart. The best thing we can do is find what was lost and guard it with all our might. Uh, that we should seek the Lord, if happily, we may find, feel after him and find him, that uh, he is not far from every one of us, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being, as certain also of our own prophets have said, for we are his offspring. This is what Paul was telling uh, the, the people um, when he came to the area where they had and to the uh, a statue that was written unto the unknown God. Now, I remember sneaking into my closet when I first heard about the Lord and my heart was stirred when I was uh, younger, you know, and uh, I used to go into the closet and I would just repeat the Lord's prayer. I didn't know nothing else. I just knew the, the Lord is my shepherd. And this, those three words, that's all I knew to say. And it didn't take many words to get God's attention. It don't take a lot. It, it takes sincerity. That, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for sincerity, a broken heart and a contrite spirit, someone that wants change to occur in their life. And from that, God used that instance and, and let me even know that um, that I was a, a knucklehead. I, I did pray. I did pray that prayer and ask for God's help at a young age. And I, I remember that and I, I look back at that you know, that God kept me through the years and, and I've been in some frightful situations. But it, but there was something that was established. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, sincerity is something God can work with, no matter the age. Like a child learning to run, catch a ball, swing a bat, and even a uh, fall a few times. God works with that too, and I am certainly glad about that. The desire to find and recover what was lost is powerful and rewarding. However, it doesn't mean you will always get your way. God is interested in working with our will, but it doesn't supersede his will. Neither uh, does he force his will on you or anyone else. Now, remember, uh, someone else may look at what you lost. Remember the lost and found? Um, somebody went to lost and found looking for uh, something that they had lost, and they saw something that they liked a little better, and they took it. 
And so uh, someone else may find what you lost and find it appealing and take control of it. Esau said to Jacob, feed me. I, I pray thee with the same red uh, pottage for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Now, remember, Esau was something else. He had, he had some, he had a certain mindset. He was special. Dear inheritance, your husband, wife, children, friendships are priceless. Therefore, none of us can afford to be uh, careless or foolish enough to say or to satisfy immediate gratification and lose what we have. There are some that have lost what they have because they wanted to, in, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, they wanted to get busy with whatever they wanted to get busy with. And it cost them something. It's not worth it. When you look back over the years of what you uh, could have and you look at your actions and and the loss that occurred, it, it just doesn't measure up. You You realize, all of us realize at some point, the thing that we may have lost, whether it was a job, whether it was money, whether it was a friendship, a relationship, you know, that it just wasn't worth it. But today, because of who you are, where you are today, you know better. We know better. When we was young, we was foolish. But as we become older, we're not going to be old fools. We're going to be wise in what we do. And wisdom don't have to wait until you are um in your 40s your 50s or your 60s or even more no you can practice being wise at a young age daniel practiced wisdom at a young age and the lord blessed him for that esau said i'm famished feed me see more feed me this is what he's telling his brother feed me can you truly enjoy life if you lose what you have you know, that, that's even more reason to, if, in your relationship to let people know how much you appreciate them and let your family, to let your, your friends, even let your spouse know uh, how much you appreciate them. They, they might think you, you're having a moment, you, you didn't get all um, mushy or whatnot, whatever you want to call it, but they will appreciate knowing that. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Esau went beyond being a foodie. And some, some of you listening might be a foodie. And so, but Esau went beyond that and gave away a valuable possession for some food. It was interesting to note that he hated the thing he lost afterwards. Nothing more than an imaginary coping skill, you know, I, uh, people do this and they still do it today. They do something wrong of their own free will. And then they want to hate the person that they did it to, or they want to hate the people that it impacted as a coping skill to try to justify what they did. It doesn't work. It doesn't last long. You may have tried it too, but you know, it isn't right and it doesn't work. The day came when Jacob uh, cashed in on his brother's inheritance and there was nothing Esau could do. 
he wanted it back, even though he once despised it and gave it away. His mind changed. When someone took control of what he once owned, oh, that was a problem. That became a problem. Looking diligently, least, he, um, least any man fell of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness sprang up, trouble you, and therefore many be defiled. Least there uh, be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. The day came and he wanted it back. He regretted his actions. And that worked in his favor. When you feel sorry for misbehavior, um, it gives God and others something to work with. When Jacob saw his brother and he offered, he had prepared a sacrifice for him. We're running out of time here, but he prepared a sacrifice for him. Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep that which thou hast unto thyself. You keep it. You keep it. I lost, but I found something. Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this short exhortation. I ask that you will bless, Lord God, those that are listening, those that are, will be listening later. Lord Jesus, to, with understanding, Lord God, with encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.